Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles Talking Sports. And they all wear a whistle, yeah, it's stupid. What did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles. 25 Whistles. Did that work? I like it. Yeah, I don't want to do it every time, so maybe I just record you, do a couple dry sports here. Okay, we can do that. Can we fit it in? Yeah. Uh, by the way, this show, 25 Whistles, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. We're putting the promo code Bobby Sports. Ready? I'm going to give you a couple here. All right. Sports. <laughs> sports. Playoffs. I guess it could be depending on what section we're in, right? Yeah. Like... The NBA Finals. Uh, college football. We're talking college football. What, could that fit? Hit that again. Let yeah. me see what I can get okay, in. Okay, let me hit it again. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles. Talking the Olympics. And they all wear a whistle. Yeah, it's like one second. <laughs> well, that's quick, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what we'll do then. We'll just do, for now, we'll just, we'll just do sports. 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 Yeah. If some of those work, and then we'll just do a sports one. Should we do one like all three of us? A big sports? Yeah, but can you hear it, you think? I say we try it. Okay, go. One, two, three. Sports! sports! Yeah. That's pretty okay. good. That is good. All right, well, let's get to what we say we're doing that we're not. We're just talking about sports. I do want to talk about Caitlin Clark at first. You know, the more she talks, even after they lost, the more I like her. Because she's like, for real, they had said to her that maybe you go to the White House as well. There was a suggestion that Jill Biden had, would invite Iowa to the White House as well with LSU because the championship team usually goes to the White House. Yep. doesn't matter who the president is. If you win the Super Bowl, you win the World Series, you get invited to the White House. And Kayla Clark was like, nah, I don't think so. We didn't win. She was like, it's LSU. They won. Runner-ups don't go. I can appreciate that. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, I appreciate her going, runner-ups don't go, even though I was the runner-up. So it's her going, even though we didn't win, we still shouldn't go. But this, it's still all about her. That's what's cool, crazy, annoying if you're an LSU fan. Right. All of this is about Caitlin Clark and Iowa because we've never seen a player like her before. But the two things that she said that I liked, and look, we're starting the show off with that. The two things she said over the last few days that I really liked was, one, we don't deserve to go to the White House. We didn't win. And then two, guys trash talk all the time, and it's not a huge story. Okay, we did it. It, I was trash talk too. It shouldn't be a huge story. It's part of the game. 
Mm-hmm. I appreciated that too. Cause she mm-hmm. was like, we're cool. Me and you know, we're all, we're all good. Yeah. So that's, what's up. I'm big Caitlin Clark guy, I guess. Yeah. Just competing out there. Right. Yeah. I guess there's just a different standard on women, an unfair standard on women that they not supposed to react like that. But when guys do it, it's entertainment, but women do it. Oh, that's, that's a little too far, but God dang, she's so good. I mean, I sat with Eddie rest in peace. I sat with Eddie <laughs> and was just showing him all these videos of Caitlin Clark. And he's like, I don't, I don't watch a women's basketball. And I was like, dude, but she's different. He was like, I don't know. I don't watch women's basketball. And it wasn't like I'm super early on her. I started watching her probably a third of the way through the season, a little bit, by watching her looking for clips. I was never sitting down to watch an Iowa basketball game on a Thursday night. But I think I would, if it, they were playing right now and they played, I think I would turn it on and watch it. I have a confession. I have major FOMO because I still have not seen her play. I didn't watch it all last weekend. And it's different watching it live because you're just not watching highlights and you don't expect those things to happen randomly. You only expect it to see in a highlight package. Right. When she would shoot from basically the logo and you're like, well, there's no, oh my God, that went in. How did that go in? It's like when Steph does crazy stuff. Yeah. So revolutionizing it, it's awesome. Love to see it. They did put out the way too early top 25 men's college basketball rankings for next year. And a lot of this is going to be tough because you don't know what's happening with the portal. You don't know fully who's going to be drafted or even go through the process. But at number one, UConn, Sonogo could opt to leave. But if he doesn't, and I don't know what his NBA draft stock would be because he's not a huge dude. Yeah. He doesn't, he's kind of a tweener where he's not really a down low 6'11", seven foot center. And he's not really like a stretch four type guy. Mm-hmm. He's like Oscar Shibway at Kentucky, where in college, he's dominating. But even Shibway went and went through the draft process last year, I believe. And he'll probably, I don't know, I think he can stay another year at Kentucky as well. But I don't know that Sonogo leaves. He's going to make so much NIL money as well. Yeah, and I don't think he'll transfer to the NBA, like you said. Almost like he's got to find a Draymond Green role, but I don't think he's even that athletic enough. Even Draymond had to figure out that role, though, meaning he kind of came by that naturally. Yeah, he wasn't like Sonogo at all in college. He had had to figure out. He had time to spend in the NBA to figure out what he was good at, why he was good at it. The players around him mattered as well. True. Uh, but Hurley's bringing back a really good recruiting class. Five-star kid, uh, that Stephen Castle kid. Marquette at two. They won the Big East regular season and conference tournament. But boy, they really S the bed mm-hmm. in the NCAA tournament. I mean, Marquette was, ha- had big expectations. And I mean, I don't even consider them a really good team right now only because they, did, they didn't do anything in the tournament. No, I agree. And I'm looking at their projected lineup. So they bring that Colick kid All back. All five or c- could come back. Okay. Shaka Smart, and you know, with Marquette, because they're in Wisconsin. That school's in Wisconsin, right? Like Milwaukee? You may want to look that up, because I only know that from Shaka Smart being on like a live feed, and they were like, okay, we're going to check in with Shaka Smart now. And it would always be like, Milwaukee, unless they were there for a game. Milwaukee, yep. Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> they could have just been there for a game, and he was just happened to be piping in from there. Uh, Marquette at two, Duke at three, Kentucky at four, okay. <laughs> I'm not believing in Kentucky ever again until they give me at least two reasons and two seasons to do so. Same crap they say this year is what they say every other year. Calipari, number one recruiting class in the country. Oh, That's every year. Again? That's every year. Florida Atlantic at number five. All five starters from the tournament will be back. They say, but that's if nobody enters the transfer portal. Listen, I can't imagine that at least one of those kids doesn't want to go to a big power six school 
nicer amenities, nicer travel, nicer food, NIL deal. Mm -hmm. You know they're going to get offered. Mm -hmm. Wasn't Dusty May, who's the head coach, wasn't he saying that they were getting poached during the tournament? Yeah. I can't imagine all five stay. If they do, they must have got a good influx of money from their own boosters to keep them staying and feeling comfortable with NIL. Yeah, I think I saw before the tournament, they didn't have any money at all. And then like through the tournament, it was millions of dollars. Really? All of a sudden. Well, I hope personally they stay, but I can't imagine that one of these big programs with a bunch of money don't come knocking at least one or two of those guys leave. Yeah. Michigan State, Kansas at seven, Arizona at eight, Houston at nine, and Creighton at 10. Arkansas does come in at 12, which is pretty good. I was, because UConn wins, we haven't talked about this since, but UConn won obviously on Monday and I did not win the money with Coleman, Mm -hmm. which is extremely disappointing because that was $3,500. Yeah. (sighs) That being said, I feel UConn is a blue blood. We've been saying this for weeks now. I felt like they were already there, but now for sure they're, I think they're there. Look up Kansas' all-time national championships. Is it true they only have like three or four? I would have thought Kansas would have had 20. And I might be wrong about that. Right away, I'm seeing four. I just would have expected them to have a lot more than that. A lot of final fours. But you don't blue blood for being in the final four. I say we revoke Kansas and put UConn in there. Yeah, four. That's what it should be. We should have a set number of blue bloods. And if you lose your citizenship, yeah. you get you get sent out. What is it, relegated? Yeah, yeah. you get relegated <laughs> down to uh, light blue bloods. Yeah. Deporting them? Yes. I didn't know Kansas only won four national championships. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Huh? Look all-time national championships in college basketball. Okay. Because is there anybody that's won four or so that we don't even consider in that category of the greats of all-time college basketball programs? I mean, UCLA is 11. That's blue blood for sure. Yeah. Go they ahead. Have, they have 11. UCLA, North Carolina, Duke, Indiana. Kentucky with eight. That's a blue blood. Go ahead. Okay. North Carolina with six. Nailed it. I'm surprised there aren't more than this, though. Go ahead. UConn, Indiana, and Duke all have five. Okay, yeah. UConn takes Kansas's place. They're out of there. Go ahead. Yep. And then Kansas is number five with four. Anybody else at four? No, just anybody, Kansas. Anybody nope. at three? That's, who's who's that's, sneaking up on, on Kansas? That's the top five right there. That's all they have listed. We pull Kansas out of Blue Bloods. I'm suggesting it now. UConn takes their place. We can't have an unlimited Blue Blood list. Yeah, you can't be... Yeah, no. You got to pull them out. You need five. We're, we're doing it now. You need five championships yeah. to be a blue blood. Kansas out. have a lot of Kansas friends. You know what? I'm sorry to say, but you're no longer a blue blood. Who and has, they, who has they three? They just won Mike? last year. Yeah, they did win last year. That was a, that, they'd only won three until yeah. last year. That is crazy to yeah. me. Uh, UCLA at 25. St. Mary's at number 24. Tennessee at 23. San Diego State at 22. Gonzaga at 20. And Baylor. Gonzaga at 21. And Baylor at 20. As far as the top 25, way too early, but there's just so much until, you know, the draft. It's time to go through the process. I think that is in like late April. Yeah, the 27th. Yeah, and then they'll know within a couple of weeks. I remember Jalen Williams went to it last year at Arkansas, and I was like, for sure he's coming back. But his grade just kept getting better and better and better. And then he got to that guaranteed money stage, which is either first round or early, early second round. Mm-hmm. And you get guaranteed money. I get it. Go, jump. It's those guys that are going to get picked in the mid to second round, mid to late second round. That's not guaranteed money. The two ways you go is if one, you're getting guaranteed money or two, you actually can't improve your draft stock because you're already old. And by old, I mean 21, 22. And you had a great season. There's really nothing you can do, but you're getting a year older. So I can see that being a reason as well. It is Villanova with three, by the way. Okay. So Villanova, 
creeping up on Kansas. And they're blue. Knocking them further down and out of the blue blood list. Dang, Kansas. Okay, let's go. Let's go over the tittle-tattle. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle-tattle with kickoff. I'll say this to Coach Bielema's coming up. Coach Brett Bielema, head football coach at Illinois. Also blue. That's blue, right? Uh, 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 Orange. But they're blue, too. Orange and blue. Yeah, you're right. The colorblindness, you could convince me that they're not blue, <laughs> but I feel like they're blue. But we're talking to Coach Bielema coming up, who had a great season in Illinois last year, but now over to Kevin. Playing much better as of late. What do you think the Lakers' ceiling in the playoffs is? Win it all, baby. <laughs> I think that's the ceiling if Davis stays healthy, LeBron doesn't try to be A1. I think if LeBron is two, the second option, and there's a healthy Anthony Davis, I re- Man, when Anthony Davis is on, he, he, he's Giannis-like because he's so strong. He's not, he's not Giannis-like in that he can play as far back and as far outside as Giannis can. Mm-hmm. And not that Giannis is busting threes like Steph, but you have to at least respect a little bit that deep mid-range from Giannis. But Anthony Davis is dominant. So I'm going to say they can win it all, but Phoenix is going to be tough on their side. Wouldn't that be fun first round? I don't want it first round. I want to see them. I'm glad they're making the playoffs. I'll make a bunch of money because sure. I bet the Lakers just to make the playoffs when they weren't looking so good. But I think if LeBron's not the, not having to be the number one, but if Russell plays, I, there's just a lot of guys there that need to know their roles and not try to be a superstar because they ain't really superstars anymore, but they used to be superstars, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. But I really do think if LeBron's healthy and he doesn't have to be the first option, that they can get to the Western Conference Finals or Championship. The ceiling for me is, it probably won't, but the ceiling is, I do think if things go right health-wise, they can win it. Dang. I wouldn't bet them to win it. I'm not saying they will, but I think they can. That's their absolute ceiling. Dang. You? I think second round would be their ceiling. All depends on who they play. Getting obviously. there or winning it? No, getting there. I think winning ceiling? one round. You think that's their ceiling? I mean, if they got to play Phoenix, I'm going to try to think. It, but and again. It, and like you said, it is on AD. Whatever it, Whatever, however he wants to play is going to take them however far they can go. If they're the six, if they're the five, if they're the four, can they even get in the four spot? You know, and again, we were talking about them being eight or nine just two weeks ago because yeah. that West is just so, you know, cluttered up. Okay, you think getting to the second round, I think winning the whole thing is a ceiling. <laughs> I love it. All right, next up. Do you think the new 65-game minimum for players to receive awards will actually work on cutting back with load management? I think what it'll do, especially early in the season, it will cut back on players taking load management breaks because what if they're hurt later in the season? What if they need it later in the season? It's almost like you got to play a whole bunch up front to make, to make it okay that you can actually take load management breaks or be injured in the back half of the season. Mm-hmm. Because if you take load management breaks early-ish, nobody does the first week. Let's say you take load management breaks early week three, week five. Well, then you're out of days and all of a sudden you're hurt for three weeks and you had a great season. You can't win MVP because you took many days off at the beginning. It's like using all your vacation days up yeah. before June. Yeah. You get to the end of the year and you're like, we can't go on vacation. We used them all up already. I feel like that's the same thing. So I do think it will affect some guys some. And the only guys that really want to take load management are the older guys and the superstar guys because other people, they got to keep their spot in the league. You don't have a bunch of second teamers on a team like Utah, who's pretty good-ish, taking a bunch of breaks. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to say it will affect it, but I don't know that it will overall affect it. But I think early in the year, you won't have as many guys. First half of the year, you won't have as many guys taking breaks because they got to play 65 games in order to meet all those requirements for MVP, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year. And a lot of those things are built into people's contracts. Yeah. Where if you hit this or you hit, sir, then you get paid. And if you know you're having a great season, I just think you probably don't just in case. Because if you get hurt for a few weeks and you've had an MVP season, you get hurt for a few weeks three quarters of the way through the year and you come back strong, you still win the MVP right now because there's not a minimal on games. Mm-hmm. So overall, no, not really, but early in season, yes. I think it's more also, just a quick note, the NBA kind of just letting everybody know, hey, we're trying to do something here rather than actually caring if the players sit or not. Only 11 times since 1968 have any player won any of those big awards while playing less than 65 games. So it's not something that happens a lot anyway, mm-hmm. but I do think it'll keep these players that have it in their contract, they have a shot at it from taking all the days off just in case of what might happen later in the season. Yeah. All right, next up. Going to the NFL with reports of the Patriots apparently shopping Mac Jones right now. Do you think this crazy. relationship is kind of getting unrepairable? I'm asking you. You're the Patriots fan. It's weird because I'm seeing all this stuff this week nationally with all these people saying they're shopping them. You know, there's these teams that they want to get them to maybe. What are they going to do, though? Are they thinking they're going to try to sign Lamar? And is- that, that, that would be literally the only thing, but there's no way Belichick's going to give up that paycheck for Lamar. There's just no way. I don't think there's any way he would do something like that. And so to not have a backup plan is the most, it was the weirdest thing to me. And then a bunch of local reporters are saying it's not true. So I don't know what to believe, but I think just this being out there will really anger Mac Jones. Well, between last season with those zappy and yeah, Lamar and your owners talking about it. I mean, they don't feel good. It doesn't, and it, sure they're all professionals, but it still doesn't feel good. Still a human. He's like, dang, everyone I look, people like talking about who's going to replace me, who might replace me. It'd be funny if this person replaced me. Heck, this guy did replace me for a little bit. Yeah. Do they not believe in Mac Jones? <sighs> Do you read the message boards? Yeah, a little bit. And like I said, it's it's just hit or miss. And I think you got to give him one more with Bill O'Brien at least and try to see how that goes because last year was just, I mean, it was just a mess all around. Raiders, Texans, Bucks, and Commanders are the rumored potential destinations, although it's rumored and it's potential so that's what's up. It means nothing yet. But I'll, before there's fire, though, there's usually some sort of smoke. Not all smoke's real fire. Mm-hmm. But before there is fire, there's always some sort of smoke. And they've just not been respectful to Mac Jones. Not at all. I mean, I kind of feel bad for them. I know. God. Even if they felt that way, it just feels like there's been too much out there where they don't believe. Yeah. And I just kind of wonder, okay, leading up to the draft, is, are they just trying to get something out there so that maybe they can get something? Possibly. Who knows? Yeah. It could just be reports just to get them out there for fun. That's it. All right. Next one. Going to the Masters here. What would you consider a win for Tiger this weekend? A win. That would be awesome. <laughs> you know everybody's watching that. I'm watching for Tiger. I'll watch day one for Tiger. I'll try to watch Tiger's... I mean, today. I'll try, I mean, I don't even know what... I should have just paid attention. But... I will watch Tiger until Tiger is not there anymore. What's a win to make the cut? Probably. Mm. To be um, one of the pairings after 11 a.m., that's a, that's a big win on, on, on Sunday. Yeah. Make the cut and do top 10. I mean, it just gets better and better. But it's, can he actually walk the course? Okay, does he have the, the stamina after the injury, to not only walk it, because I'm sure he's done a lot of walking and exercise, but to stay as mentally sharp, to stay as strong while doing that? And the answer is yes, I think so. I believe. I believe. I believe in a thing called Tiger. Uh, three major short of Nicholas's record. He's three. Will he do it? Come on. I don't think he'll do it. Me neither. 
I think the Rex got him. I think the Rex and the waitresses got him. Yeah. <laughs> the waitress what led all the other stuff. Yeah. I would love to see it, though. All right, next question. Uh, outside of Tiger, what is your favorite story or headline this weekend? Well, the storylines that I look for now, I've listed them in order. Number one, Tiger back. That's it. That's number one easily. Now, that one could die off. I do look forward to all the live golfers competing, the ones that are able to play, obviously. One, because they're allowed to play. Two, will they be? Will it be as contentious as it was a bit where they play the U.S. Open? Was that the last major they, that they got to play? I believe so. And that major could be wrong, but you know. But the so far, and I have a couple friends that that are there, and they went to the practice rounds. Their reports to me are that it's not super contentious. At least you can't tell by the driving range or the playing. But I will like to see that. There are some other things now that I watch full swing. Like there are certain golfers I'm just into, like. Tony uh, Tony Finau, like I've always liked to watch him, but I didn't know anything about him. But now I love that dude. Right? Did you like? Did you watch Full Swing? Yeah, I haven't seen all of them, but I did see his episode. Like his family. You can't help but to love that guy. Yeah, he's like, you know, my wife's parent died. Yeah. So am I not as good right now? Probably because I've been spending a lot of time with her. My family's first because his parent died. He's crying at the go. I'm all in. Yeah. I like me now, he's that's it's a dude. I like Morikawa better than I ever did. Even watching him, I don't forget which event it was, when he was doing the play-by-play, like the commentary, he's wearing it while he was playing a golf tournament. Mm-hmm. Brought out a lot of his personality, like I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So the, the guys that I now like from Full Swing, I like to watch them. That's my third favorite. That's my third storyline. Okay. All those guys from that docu-series on Netflix, even Scotty Scheffler, who we talked with Roddick about it a little bit, Obviously, if you watch golf on any level, you see how dominant he's been, but to know that he'd never won anything. And then all of a sudden, boom, he started coming down and he's like the most normal dude. It seems that way, right? Yeah. So like, I like Shuffle. I don't want him to win though again. (laughs) You want somebody else? Yeah, let somebody else win. Chaos. And then, you know, Rory, if he wins this, he wins the the grand slam of, you know, the the tiger slam. Yeah, tiger slam. And that's what they call, you know, when Tiger hit all of them within a year, he didn't win the Tiger sign, but he, he hits all of them. Yeah. Isn't that the only one he hasn't won? Yeah, Rory? Yeah. Yeah. Am yeah, I wrong on that? Or am I no, good? just okay. the Masters, yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, the Masters is awesome. Yeah. I love Thursday and I love Sunday. I like Friday and Saturday. Thursday's awesome because it's like day one of the NCAA tournament. Everybody's in, you're seeing what's happening, who's having a good day up front. You can't actually win it on Thursday. You can't win the NCAA tournament on that first day, mm-hmm. but man, you can lose it. And so I like that, and I like Sunday when we're finally seeing who's there and who can win it. And you can look the best on Thursday, just like in the NCAA tournament, and then the next game, next round, yep. you could be the worst. A freaking men. I'm pumped for today. Let's go. Fire up. All right, that's Tittle Tattle. Thank you. The stupidest name ever is the Tittle Tattle with kickoff. Reminder that 25 Whistles brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. Here is our parlay for you. It's four. Count your smiles. Here you go. Scotty Scheffler to finish in the top 10. I'm down with that. Justin Thomas to finish in the top 20. Jason Day to finish in the top 30. That's the only one that scares me. I know. And that was you. I, I, I know you. you guys said that, and I was like, dang, I should have picked you. somebody else. Jordan Spieth to finish in the top 40. Those are our four. Mike, do we get a, our own dedicated tile? We're supposed to. Haven't seen it yet. It could be up now. I don't know. But you guys go over. Hit that. Because they got to click all that stuff, it's confusing, you know? I agree. 
Scotty Scheffler, top 10. Justin Thomas, top 20. Jason Day, top 30. Jordan Speeds, top 40. If you want to take the 25 Whistles Parlay, you can check out DraftKings Sportsbook. That's right. New users, use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, we go over. I see he's done it all. Defensive coordinator at Wisconsin, head coach at Wisconsin. Head coach at Arkansas, went to the Patriots for a little bit. Mm-hmm. After the Arkansas, uh, after that, he was out over there. I really liked the guy. Like as a dude, loved him. As a coach, loved him. But Coach Brett Bielema, who had an amazing season last year at Illinois, he is on with us. Let's go over now and talk to Coach Bielema. Coach, what up? What's up, Bobby? How you doing, man? Good. Let me start by saying, I really liked him at Wisconsin. I loved him at Arkansas. And you know what? The love affair stayed at Illinois. I'd never rooted for Illinois in my whole life. And here I am, watching games, after games, messaging coach like, that's what I'm talking about! It was... I never watched a full Illinois game in my life, coach, but congratulations. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, obviously, uh, um, really excited, you know, um... The familiarity. I'm from Illinois originally, right? So that was kind of cool from the get-go. But uh, to come back and, and and be in a conference where we've had success and, you know, really grew from my opportunity at Arkansas, really then the three years after that with the Patriots and the Giants really got to see some things. And, uh, you know, like as we all probably are, right, as we get older, we get the best version of ourselves. So it's kind of kind of a fun time to be a head coach again. 
What is it like when you go and you're an assistant with an NFL team or you're a consultant or whatever role that you're having? Because a lot of different coaches do a lot of different things. And obviously you're coaching with the NFL squads there. When you go and the level is just, it's like all your best players, but every one of your best players, because it's all nonstop super athletes. Does it take a second to adjust to how fast and big they are? You know, Bobby, it's kind of funny. Um, so, you know, when I went to uh, New England, we had quite a few Arkansas guys, right? In the D-line room, there was Trey Flowers. Uh, there was Dietrich Wise. Uh, we had a couple other guys that I had at Wisconsin were there with me. And um, I remember literally, literally the first time we were going to be on the grass. Like, for as coaches, you you talk about when you get on the grass, right, for the practice the first time. And and uh, I remember pulling into the parking lot that day. It was, like, a little before 5, and sun wasn't out or anything. And, and uh, I, I ran into Coach Belichick. He pulled in at the same time, and I go, I can't wait to get on the grass today. And he goes, yeah, you're going to love it. You know, uh, it was basically just a – it was an OTA, which is really kind of like basic skills, drills, fundamentals, no footballs or anything, just just kind of working with the players. And I remember going in the locker room afterwards, after practice, and I, I sat down and I'm like, Jesus, these guys are good, right? <laughs> and they all started laughing. And, and I thought about it, right? Like in college, you'll have as a position group or even as a head coach, you have some really good players that kind of stand out, you know, that you're like, okay, that guy – that guy's going to be pretty good. That guy's going to be an NFL player. This guy is an NFL player. Uh, and then you get to that that level there, and you realize you're working with the elite of the elite, right? Every drill you did, every kid from the first kid to the last kid is just at a different level of of, uh, of play. And that that that's probably the game changer that really makes a statement um, is just how good those players really are. You're dealing with the best of the best. Does that give you a new perspective when you're back at a Power 5 school and a – major conference obviously and now that you've worked with nfl players and adult men that it helps you differentiate like who can really make it at the next level or what they need to do to make it at the next level it, it does to a certain level uh, a certain content uh, but it also probably makes you appreciate how much growth a kid can make right like everybody has a certain level of talent everybody has a certain level of gifts but um it's how you can kind of give those guys the tools to play at a higher level and you know, it it, it, it kind of when I was walking in the building, I'd asked a friend of mine that had coached at both levels. I said, what's the number one thing you can give me? You know, and he said, literally, it doesn't matter. College, high school, pro, if you can give players uh, something that he can he can feel he can improve his game to a different level, play at a different uh, uh, place than he'd played the day before. They're going to love you forever. And that's that's very, very true. The only difference in college you're trying to get playing time. And there is the NIL world now, as we know it. But in the NFL, if you can make them that much better so they can play one more year longer or get one more bigger contract or do something that they can provide for their family, uh, that's 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 worth its weight in gold. Do you have a kid that you think of now when you just think of development and they came in, maybe red-shirted even, and by the time they left their junior or senior year, you actually watched and took part in, in so much development that – you were so proud of them, but again, you could use them as an example of somebody who, you know, maybe was a two or three star kid. And then by the time they left, like they were thriving in the NFL. You know, I, I so literally when I walked on the walked into the job at Arkansas, uh, I put uh, a little presentation together and, and I showed them uh, three players. I showed them uh, Joe Thomas, J.J. Watt and Russell Wilson. And the reason I did that is I at the time they were one of the three hottest uh, NFL players, right? And they were their jerseys. I, I looked at uh, NFL.com and the three best selling jerseys were those three of those guys were in the top 10. And I showed that to my Arkansas crew because I said, hey, right now, sitting in this audience, sitting in this team meeting room, 
the next Joe Thomas, J.J. Watt, and Russell Wilson are here, right? Like, I promise you, uh, they're going to either be here currently or they're coming in the room shortly. And then when I came here to Illinois, I showed them those three guys again, but I also showed them then, you know, uh, uh, Trey Flowers, uh, Frank Ragnow, and Hunter Henry. And, you know, you know, I took uh, Trey Flowers, who had signed a contract for $90 million, right? I had taken uh, Hunter Henry, who became the first tight end in the draft and was now one of the highest paid tight ends in the NFL. And Frank Ragnow, uh, who we recruited out of high school and developed, he was literally the highest played center in NFL history. And I told them, listen, when I took over Arkansas, I showed them these Wisconsin. I'm taking over Illinois and I'm showing you the last two places I've been. And I just know in this room, these players already are sitting. We just have to discover, develop, and build them. And then uh, now the things are coming to, uh, to truth here, right? Like I have a corner that, you know, in the, in the time when I came in the room, he had started five games as a college football player. And he may go into, into this year's draft as one of the top uh, time, 10, 15 picks in the NFL draft. His life's going to change overnight. And that's when you begin to see those things take place. You know, speaking of Devin Witherspoon, which I'm, that's who you're referring to there, like what makes him, because I was looking at some boards, I mean, he's the top-rated corner on a lot of these draft boards. Obviously, he can run, he's an athlete, but what makes him special where these teams go, like, that's the guy we need? You, you know what, Bobby? I think it it parallels a lot with your story. Uh, it parallels a lot with my story. Um, you know, I, 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 I think when kids start with little and achieve uh, the things at the highest level that they can, they can realize the benefits of that come back tenfold. Right. And, um, it doesn't matter your profession. Obviously you've taken a, a, an arena and turned it into something, uh, uh, you know, I go back all the time. I, I, I talk about a quote, what I got when I was early on in coaching where Confucius says, choose a job you love. You'll never work a day in your life. Right. And uh, I've been coaching 30 years. I don't know if I've worked a day yet. Right. Um, uh, I know you, have parlayed it into a business and an opportunity that has been financially rewarding to you, but also the way you've given back. And I think Devin Witherspoon's the same thing. He came in as a unrated. He he wasn't a one star, a two star, a three star. He was not rated zero stars, and he may be the first corner taken in the draft, if not definitely one of the best, uh, one of the first uh, corners in the draft. And he beat out all those five stars, four stars, three stars that he was ranked behind of coming out. And he's just he's taking that personal. Um, challenge of what people said he couldn't do and turn it into what he could do. Uh, and that's probably what sets him apart. Now, he's incredibly gifted. He's explosive. He's rangy. He's very athletic. He's got great football IQ and awareness. He's got some intangibles that are hard to find. But I think it's that hunger to be successful that is really setting him apart. You guys' defense was awesome last year. But when you lose a guy like that, obviously you're losing something. Now, do you try to find a guy that tries to – replace that was he able to like mentor someone or is it kind of an effort by committee yeah he uh he's very close with probably our best returning corner taz nicholson um both of them florida guys they got that connection they hung out all the time when they're here and i i know uh, uh spoon recently got a nike contract all of a sudden i saw a tremendous spike in taz's nike apparel as well <laughs> uh so i think the mentoring has continued but also with our younger players and then one of the things i really start to preach on the back half of the season and in a especially when we go into the last you know month of the season uh, your life as a college football player when you leave this building is going to change forever right you have literally the opportunity to have breakfast lunch and dinner with guys on a daily basis that after you leave the program you may never see them uh, except for once a year sometimes you may not see them for years or 10 years right and uh, we always say in in college football you know uh, there's one thing seniors graduate but the tradition never does right and I've asked Devin Witherspoon as well as 
you know, all of our other seniors that are moving on, make sure you pass the things that you've been great at onto the players that are, are, are returning. And more importantly, pass along to the players the things you failed at and what you wish you could have changed as you're walking out the door because those are the things that will really matter. So next year, defensively, are we looking at a squad again? Or are we looking at early on, we're going to figure it out until we get a squad? Like, are we starting strong? I, I think we're going to be – it's going to be a squad that looks very similar to what we did a year ago. It'll be different faces. But one of the advantages we had is um, uh, I have a couple players returning up front that – literally probably are going to be some of the best in college football. Um, and on the back end, because, you know, Spoon didn't play in a bowl game. I also had another safety that, or another safety that didn't play in a bowl game. Uh, we did have some guys get injured at the end of the year last year, especially in the back end. So a lot of our younger players got valuable experience in the back half of the season last year and are that much more ahead of the curve. So, of course, the standard is going to be uh, the same. Um, the faces are going to change. My defense coordinator got the head coaching job at Purdue and, Duly so, he had done a heck of a job, and I promoted from within. Now I have on defense, shows how old I'm getting, right? I have three former players that now coach for me uh, and on the defense side of the ball who are outstanding football coaches who I met when they were 16, 17 years old, and now they're in their mid-30s, right? And I've really, truly seen them develop into, into young men that uh, can lead others and hopefully take them to a high level of success. The few times I've been to another country, and I didn't go anywhere at all early in my life, but then once I started to have some success, I would travel a little bit, and I would realize when I go to places, I liked it, but I wasn't super comfortable. I wouldn't say a whole lot because I didn't want to mess up or I didn't want to insult the culture that was there. And I, my question is that, let's say you go into a new program. It can be Arkansas. It can be Illinois. How how quiet are you at first because you don't know all the little idiosyncrasies about like the hall call has got to be weird for people at Arkansas that have never done it. Or you go to Illinois and you don't know the history of it really because maybe you got hired a week ago. So you don't want to say anything wrong. How long does it really take you before you understand like what Illinois is and what all the fans love about the program? You know, a uh, great question, Bobby. Uh, I, I think first off, right? Like I, I did make an opening statement. I went and watched these guys play their last regular season game. I had just gotten a job. I was with the Giants. Uh, the AD picked me up. I signed my contract with food to Penn State and watched the guys play at Penn State. During COVID, it was really weird, empty stadium. Uh, but I flew back the next day and I met with that entire team uh, in a team meeting room. And I remember looking out a bunch of nameless, faceless kids I hadn't known. Um, and, and from that day forward, they were part of our family. And I literally said at the time, listen, the thing I know is I'm the newest family member to walk in this room. But from this point forward, we're all family, right? And I'm going to accept you unconditionally. We may be together a year from now. We may not, right? That's going to be in what we do from this day forward. But let's start off on the same page. And and that was kind of a, a moment that a lot of our kids reference back to. Um, uh, I would say the the introduction uh, press conference in Illinois. I, I I knew from playing against Illinois, they had a chant that went I L L I N I, right? The line I chant. Um, I, I watched a couple of videos. I had that one down pretty clean. That was a lot easier than the hog call with Lupe Stewie. Uh, um, so it was a, a little bit easier transition from Illinois, but it's a great point. I, I commonly referenced and hopefully gave credit to, to the coaching staff that was here. Uh, Lovey Smith, I gave credit to, you know, like overly uh, uh, in the first, you know, several months, just being very appreciative of the, of the players he brought in the building. If there was ever anything negative, I just always spoke about what we're doing forward, not what's been done in the past. And, uh, and so far, it's worked out pretty well. You know, I always feel like great people do fundamentally great things, and sometimes you don't understand what they're doing or why they're so great until you get really down in the weeds. And you have two coaches that either you played for or you worked under being uh, Hayden Fry, who you played for, and then Barry Alvarez, who you worked under. What is a similarity between those two great football coaches? 
You know, it, it's been amazing, Bobby. I've I've actually worked under um, you know four guys that that are either currently in the Hall of Fame or will be. The first being Hayden Fry. I played for him. I coached for him. Uh, the day he retired, he gave me a note card that I still carry in my uh, my daily binder that says, uh, "You're going to be a great head coach. Um, just make sure you're prepared when you get there." Right, and and he saw that in me at an early age, uh, 10, 12 years before it ever happened. And you know what I took from him was he was a player's coach. Uh, it motivated me very well. He handled me uh, as well on the football field, so I had some emotional things. I lost a sister when I was in college. I had a mom diagnosed with breast cancer. I had some personal adversity. I had uh, a torn ACL. Like He helped me in those moments just as well as he had me in the championship moments, right, when we won games. Uh, uh, fortunately for me, that was an unbelievable experience then to play and coach. And then I worked for Bill Snyder at Kansas State, who ironically worked under Hayden Fry, right? So a lot of the same continuations um, – and then I jumped into Coach Alvarez and worked under him as a D coordinator and then worked as uh, his head coach as a as a uh, uh, AD. And what commonly happened with those three coaches was all of the things that Barry, uh, that had Hayden Fry had established, I had saw bits and pieces. Um, Hayden was a great, great motivator, great strategist. Bill Snyder was an unbelievable work ethic, leave no stone unturned and do it over again. And then uh, what I learned from Barry Alvarez really truly was – uh, just the, the complete picture, right? He walked into the room. Everybody knew he was a head coach. He had tremendous vibrato. He had confidence. Uh, one of the sayings we say all the time in this business is volume reflects confidence, right? And if you don't speak with volume, it's usually because you're not very confident. And and Barry definitely gave me that. And I had the great fortune of going and working under Bill Belichick, who might be one of the best that's ever ever coached the game uh, for two years and learning from him as well. And I had to stop with Kirk Ferentz, even though I was at Iowa, so I've literally been around five Hall of Fame coaches that have been the best and the best in their business. I've only got three more questions for you, and I'll let you get Good. back to whatever. I'm sure you're doing something. You're recruiting or coaching or watching a show on Netflix secretly in your office. That's probably what I would do is like, <laughs> I'm busy all day. But whenever I, I, I look at like your schedule it, all year long, there's really not three months of an off time. You know, so what are you doing when you do get a day or a couple of days? Like, what do you play golf? Do you play video games? What is it? Because a little bit, you got to have something. Yeah. You know, um, obviously, since last time we've talked to Bobby, you're a married man now. You know, when I first got to Arkansas, Jen and I had been married for one year, but we had our first child when we were at Arkansas. So now I have a second child, Briella and Brexley, uh, five and four, respectively, that, um, you know, just have tremendously changed my outlook, my perspective, my my daily walk in life, right? So that's that's been it. You know, so my spring break uh, back in the day, I used to go to a, a certain part of the world and fish a fish that I've never caught before, right? Whether it be a marlin, a grouper, a, 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 a snapper, a red snapper, whatever it was, like it was just different. Now, my my uh, spring break this past week, uh, this past month was in Disney, uh, getting to know <laughs> Mickey, Minnie, and Goofy, right? So uh, that's changed a lot. Um, because I have small kids, I really don't do much golf. We built a beautiful home here on the edge of town, and I think COVID taught us a lot, right? So in my home, I have an office now uh, outside, and, and I have a, a little cabana, and then I have an office attached to it that, that really allows me to do a lot of functional work at home. Um, so uh, even though I may not come into the office all day, I can just put a three- or four-hour workday in in my odysseys. And so uh, we're, we do get about six weeks out of the year uh, that we can kind of – uh, relax a little bit as a head coach i don't ever get to totally relax but there are moments that you got to take full advantage of and if i can steal a moment where i can you know drop my girls off for school if i can go to uh, a school function a parent teacher conference for a half hour and get away for for a little bit from the office i've really tried to capitalize on and keep a balance that that hopefully makes this thing great 
Uh, two questions left. So TCU and Georgia playing the championship game, and you know they had made some shirts that said TCU national champion. Just like in the NBA in the finals, they have shirts that say whoever loses national champion, and they send those shirts off or they burn them. When you leave a school and you've got so much gear, if that's Wisconsin <laughs> or Arkansas, where does all that go? Uh, usually, first, uh, sometimes I, I just return it to the equipment room, the players. Um, uh, I, I do keep it. You know, like um, I, I think it's very important. Maybe you don't wear it out in public, but but – um, you know, because obviously I'm Illinois, so anything I wear now is Illinois. Uh, even, uh, you know, come from the Patriots and Giants, I really didn't wear that equipment much. Um, uh, it's just, you know, I never met a successful man who isn't proud of where he came from, right? I was reading the bios of the guys that are on this show with you, and they got ties to you and to Arkansas and to football and the things that you love, obviously, with music. I think there hasn't been a successful man who isn't defined more by his moments of, of adversity than he is by his moments of success, right? I mean, I know we learn things when we do well, but I learned a lot through some adversity, you know, of every step of my and walk of my life. And and because of that, I kind of keep on to those memories because because they're they're the things that make you who you are today. My final question is this. Let's say someone's coming to a game and it's let me just insert two teams here. Let's say it's Illinois and it's Iowa. And they're like, I'm gonna go Big game, but I'm a fan of Fresno State. And they decide to wear a Fresno State jersey to an Illinois-Iowa game. Isn't that the dumbest thing you ever heard? There's no need to wear another team. That is a pet peeve of mine when you are a team that doesn't even matter to a game of two other just to prove that, ah, this is my team. You also hate that, right, Coach? <laughs> I, I think neutrality is always good, right? Like, if you're not going to wear the orange and blue of Illinois and the black and gold of Iowa, neutral is good. It was funny. I played at Iowa, right? And, and now coach at Illinois, so... I have a group of college buddies, about five guys that come every year to a game, you know, whether I was at Iowa, whether I was at Kansas State, whether I was at Wisconsin, Arkansas, Patriots, Giants. And, of course, this year we're getting ready to play, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're coming to the Iowa-Illinois game. I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are you doing, <laughs> right? And and uh, the consensus of that group was, obviously, they love me and love Ill about me, but they couldn't put on the orange and blue, and they, I told them they can't wear black and gold. So, there was a lot of neutral colors uh, in that in that tailgate before and after. So see, that's what you uh, do. Neutrality is often good. Just be neutral. You don't have to show off the team that's not even there. Mm-hmm. That burns yep. me up, Coach. I'm rooting for you. I was I was watching you last year. You know I love you. Uh, big year ahead for you guys. I don't know what else to say except you know I love that you. I love the family with the two L's. I think that's a really cool. Whoever did that in your marketing, that's cool. I like that. And mostly I'm a hater on all that stuff because I'm like that was lame. But that one's really cool, Coach. <laughs> We always say that we just got a little more love in, in our family, right? That's why we put an extra L in there. But, uh, Bobby, big fan of yours, man. Listen to you all the time and continued success. Congratulations on your marriage and, and uh, Woo Pig ILL. Thanks, Coach. See you soon, buddy. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to Coach Bielema. Love it. Appreciate him coming on. I'm already ready for football. College football? I know. Let's go. NFL, let's go. I'm also into the portal right now, too. So I'm still in college basketball as well. And also seeing which of our guys at Arkansas specifically are going to the NBA or so far we've lost a couple, but nobody that we didn't expect so far. Did I see Davis? Is it Davis returning? So Devo Davis is not portaling. He, yes, he's going to test the waters of the uh-huh. NBA draft, but leave his eligibility open. Okay. So hopefully he comes back. Okay. Or hopefully he gets a great grade and goes plays in the NBA. I hope it's one of the two. Right. He either gets a great grade, not a good grade, but a great grade, or he comes back and plays another year. Uh, all eyes are on Augusta, though. Augusta, golf's first major. Join the action for a shot at winning big on DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers will receive an odds boost to add plus 1,000 to any pre-tournament wager up to $10 on any golfer to win in Augusta. You got to do it. So, for example, if you're a new customer and you see a golfer to win at plus 1,000, DraftKings will boost that golfer to plus 2,000. Bigger payout. That's right. You get to add plus 1,000 odds to whatever it is. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day before the tournament to see what they have in store. It's the greatest. It's today. It starts today. It's rolling all weekend long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code Bobby Sports. Boost your odds during golf's first major. That's the code Bobby Sports. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. New York? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. See show notes for full details. All right, big news. First of all, I'd like to break some news here. Jim Nance gave me a cell phone number. What? That's correct. I love how you're acting like you don't know. I texted it over yesterday, Kevin. I was like, look what I got. Jim, I got Jim Nance's cell phone number. So pretty excited about that. I'm not going to hit him up this week because he's working the Masters. Although I was going to and I forgot he was doing the Masters. Yeah. Hit him up on Saturday. He's probably free. Yeah, Sunday, <laughs> about 4 p.m. Yeah. You should call him to get his voicemail and see what that sounds like. Like, hey, Jim, what's up, buddy? <laughs> um, so, no, because I'm afraid he'd answer. Honest to God. And I don't want him to have to answer because I'd be embarrassed. But I was going to try to get Jim Nance on the show. And so, and I met Jim, let's call him Jim. I met Jim a couple of times when we were in Pebble Beach earlier this year. And so I had one of the guys that I work with on like on my management team. I was like, hey, can you try to find Jim Nance's team and reach out and see if he'll do a show? And I got a message back going, hey, Jim just says call a cell. No big deal. No big deal. And the, so now I'm probably never going to call it. <laughs> but after the masters, we will go and try to get Jim Nance on, which is 
Pretty cool. Or in. He lives here. What if he came in? Does he? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. One of his many houses, I'm sure. No, I think his main residence is now here. Okay. He's moving here for like the end end. Wow. Because he's coming off of college basketball. So he's yeah. not doing That was his final, final four. Yep. And is he done doing, he's still going to do NFL and the Masters. I think those are his last two things. Yeah. I think I heard him say once he's going till 2035, I believe. On the Masters because it's their 100 something. 2035. That's a long time. I believe. Yeah. yeah he was, so he still got some time. Jim Nance is the man. I, uh, I feel like you'd read his text in his voice. Hello, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? uh, it's so early in the Masters as we're doing this part of the show that it doesn't matter except for Tiger is plus two after eight when we're reading this. But it was all basically from one three. Uh, it, he three putted, I think, on like seven or eight. I'm just reading this. We just finished one part of the show. We're going to another. But he's the the featured pair him and John Rahm. And so I'm trying to watch, but I was trying to do the show, but I'm rooting for Tiger. He looks like he's walking pretty good. I know it's only day one. I don't want to get too excited, <laughs> but right now, Victor Hovland. I don't even know who that is. I'll be honest with you. Do you know who Victor Hovland I've is? heard the name. Shane Lowry's second. Patrick Reed is the third. Patrick Reed makes me laugh because it seems like he's always cheating at something. There's always a video of him cheating. Oh yeah, huh? Uh, Adam Scott at four, Cameron Young at five, but that doesn't matter because it is so early. Spieth hasn't even teed off yet. Yeah. Did they ever put our parlay up, Mike? Do you know? They did not. Oh, how are people going to bet it if we got to make it simpler then if they're not going to put it up? Because I would never track all that crap down that we said. Yeah. You know, one in top 10, one in top 20, one in top 30, one in top 40. Oh, that stinks. Okay. All right. Whatever. Let me roll through some headlines. Ex-Cardinals VP Terry McDonough accuses owner of cheating. Now, we're not talking about the baseball Cardinals. We're talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Kevin, what do you know about this story? It seems like McDonough just came out and said that when Kime got suspended a few years ago, he got a DUI. He was suspended for five games, I believe, and they weren't allowed to talk to him at all. But the owner gave them burner cell phones and said, no, you guys need to still talk to him. Is that even cheating? I mean, yes, it's... it's, I would say that's, that's... I don't know about cheating because cheating to me feels like something you're doing in order to like win the game. Right. Like they should just be fined by the league for not following suspension protocol. That doesn't feel like cheating. If the headline's cheating, it's like, no offense, Kevin, to you, but like deflating footballs or it's recording other teams' practices. And why are they all Patriots I'm going to with all these (laughs) cheating things? That ain't cheating, but it is funny. And that crap's probably happening all the time. Yeah. Joel Embiid leads 76ers pass. By the way, I was watching some of this game. Yeah. I mean, Embiid crushed. He scored, what, he scored a 50. 52 points, went 20 for 25 as Philadelphia won. And I saw the clip too afterwards. I didn't stick around and watch the post-conference. Mm-hmm. But I saw the clip where he's like, it's over. The MVP race is over. I mean, I don't know that it's over, but Embiid now is at minus 230 and he's your MVP favorite, where Jokic is 240 and Giannis is plus 600. So if you believe the odds, then it's over. But that being said, the Carolina Panthers, to draft the uh, C.J. Stroud at number one, was it like minus 450 for a long time? While I'm doing this next story, we can look at that. Mm Because sometimes these odds flip like crazy. And I thought, dang, C.J. Stroud at like minus 450, the heavy favorite for the Panthers to draft him at number one? I was like, somebody must know something. But then I saw the line chart to change a little bit. So then somebody must not have known what somebody thought they knew. But let's look at the line now. But yeah, Embiid, 
76ers win again. The first four days of Major League Baseball and the new rules, and here they are by the numbers this year versus last year. So we've been through about 50 games, both this year and last year. Average game time last year, three hours and nine minutes. This year, two hours and 38 minutes. That's pretty good. Love it. As somebody who grew up loving baseball, and I still love baseball, but I didn't love watching games for that long. It was tough to watch a three hour and 15 minute game, honestly. Mm -hmm. It is exciting for me to hopefully be more excited about watching just a random game. Or at least more of it if you only have an hour to watch the game. Exactly. Batting average. Last year, 230 average. This year, 245. Not only are they going faster, more hits, more action. Stolen bases. Last year, 29. This year, 70. Wild. Action. Action, action. We want action. ACT. Boom, boom, boom. ION. Boom, boom, boom. Pitch clock violations. Last year, none because it didn't exist. This year, 40, which is not even one per game. Yeah. And with all the new rules, you would think it'd be more than that, but it's, it's going great. Mm-hmm. I'd say we shot clock it even quicker next year. <laughs> let's see how far we can get it. Yeah, let's get it to like 15, zoom, zoom, yeah. 15 seconds. You have two pitchers back to back. They rotate in. Yeah. Let's switch it up. Let's yeah. try some new stuff, baby. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Let's see. When you think of major sporting events, you expect there to be some high concession prices and I got the concessions from the masters here, which I've been to the masters. I can tell you, I couldn't believe how cheap it was. You walk into the, it's not a tent. It's like a big 
shed thing. And they have different places to get it, but they got this huge place. It almost looks like a, a Bucky's, but it's all <laughs> the stuff from the masters. Okay. All non-alcoholic drinks are $2. Beer is five bucks, wine, six bucks. Sandwiches range from $1.50, egg salad and pimento cheese, to $3 for barbecue pork. $3 for their high-end sandwich. Sign me up. Breakfast ranges from $1.50 to 3 bucks and has uh, blueberry muffins, fresh fruit, breakfast biscuits. So you go and you eat. Here, that's the good thing. You can eat all you want. Also, the good thing is if you have a chair, you can run it out and put it wherever you want. As long as you get it there, you don't have to sit in it. it just, it's your chair. You can go back to it at any point. Okay. But it has to be that, that specific chair, like the master's chair. You can't bring all these blue and green. You oh, have your chair. Okay. You have one. You can run and sit it wherever you want, and then you can leave it. No one can take that spot in that chair. Dang. Yeah, it's awesome. That's cool. Another cool thing was you actually, when they hit the ball in certain places, you can go to the ball, just not in the middle of the fairway. But if they hit it to the side... And then they bring people and they're like, okay, back up, back up. But you're standing right there, Staring which at is it. crazy. Yeah. The bad parts of you, it's hard to see people. If you're moving, it's, it's a big golfer. It's hard to get to them because they're people that kind of been traveling with them the whole time. Mm-hmm. And unless you have been, it's hard to keep up. Or if you just like jump in, you know how you cheat sometimes? You pass the cars that are getting off the exit. You jump, get to the front, then you get off. Mm-hmm. You could cheat a little bit, but people kind of watch out for that there. No, you also can't have your cell phone out. You can't have your cell phone really at all. Out. Really? At all. No cell phones. Watch today. See if anybody has a cell phone up. I don't. I never knew that. They didn't let us. And I went with Roddick, who was on the show on Monday. We all went together and stayed in a house. Name drop is me, him, John Legend, and wow. a couple other friends of ours. Jeez. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Now that I think back, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was awesome then. But now I don't even know that I appreciated how freaking cool it was all in as much as I do now. I did. But Andy and I just used to roll all over the place together and he was killing it and everything. So I was just along for the ride. So we were doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, did go- you guys hang out the whole time there? Like you're walking around the course or once you get in, you kind of separate and do your own thing? I think we probably stayed together. We were betting on, we were sitting on a green. I don't remember which one of the back nine. And we didn't like walking around. It's hard to get to, up to people. Mm-hmm. So we just sat and we'd wait for players to come through and we'd bet closest to the hole. Love it. Me, Andy, and John. And then they got really competitive and they started betting a little more. I was pretty broke at the time. (laughs) So I got out of that. Yeah. And they just kept betting. That's awesome. But it was just just fun because they were a bit close. And we too, and if it was super close, you wouldn't know. So you would just go whoever putted first was out. Oh, okay. Because you know, person that's out the most putts first. Mm -hmm. So if it was like super close, you couldn't tell, you would just go, okay, well, I guess we got to wait and see who putts first. And that's who ended up losing. You just didn't want your guy to get up on the ball. <laughs> Were you guys ever Man, like, that, as they're walking up, oh, he's going to get close to Oh, yeah, get for closer. sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That's awesome. And then we played ping pong in the house that Andy rented. And he, I just remember being so good at ping pong. Like, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, good. But there was nobody that could hit it back with him, really. Honestly, I mean, he's a tennis player. Yeah. Was still playing professionally. So you expect him to be just, I think, and I'm okay. I could probably score a couple points, but I remember just getting dominated by him. And then being like upset because he was also like super competitive and obnoxious, even though he was killing me. He's like, bro, you don't have, let me be competitive. He was just, <laughs> yeah. he was just demolish me. Really? Yeah. Again, I respect that more now too, but right. I was like, you can't even get a couple of points. Right. But the master was awesome. I've only been once. It was that time. Never tried to go back. But now that I talk about how fun it was, it would be cool. 
Ben, one of my friends, Ben's out there now. He loves it. Him and his dad go. That's great. Just chill and watch it. That's great. Uh, finally, before we get to our final thought here, the NBA and the NBA PA reached an agreement on a new seven-year collective bargaining deal. This is a big deal. And so for a bunch of reasons, but I'm going to say what I think is the best reason for last. Basketball fans don't have to worry about any sort of strike or lockout for the rest of the decade, which is good. After all their negotiations, the league and the players, I'll do the best rule first, have decided not to change the one and done draft rule. The word was before this, you're going to be able to go from high school right to the NBA again, like it used to be. I don't want that to happen. I like at least a year in college. I'm selfish because I love college basketball more than I do NBA. Mm-hmm. But they are not. You have to play. You have to be out of high school a year. So you can go G League. You can just sit out, I guess, go to the beach. But you've got to be out of high school a year. Why wouldn't you want to go to college, though? Because if you're 18 in America and you can get a job doing anything else, you yeah. get a job as a rock star at 18, you can get a job as an influencer. If you're good enough to play pro basketball, you should be able to go play pro basketball. I get it. Yeah. But that's like the capitalist version of me, like the real version, but like the college basketball fans, like make them play four years. Same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make I missed them, that. Make them play two. Yes. That would be the best. Yes. Uh, yeah. High school graduates will have to wait one year, be 19 years old. And the league has ditched marijuana from the drug testing program completely, which is good. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing meth, though, be careful. <laughs> be aware. <laughs> that. Be aware. Uh, okay. That's it. Had a great show. Kind of out of breath here. Final thought. Kevin. I am just looking forward to this weekend. I have zero plans. Nice. And those weekends are always very nice. And the Masters on. Hopefully the weather's not too crappy out here in Nashville. But we'll see. So I just want to say I can't wait to do nothing this weekend. and Just enjoy the Masters and relax. Yeah, Eddie's not been here he quit on us. I know. Freaking loser. I know. You know, it's been sad without him. But we're trying to play golf tomorrow, Eddie and I are, and it's been raining. You mentioned the weather. It's been terrible. It's been so wet. Yeah. I've kind of started like walking and playing golf now because I've done it a few times because we kind of had to. Pebble Beach and it's been winter. So maybe we walk instead of like take a cart and then walk all the way to the ball because the, the stay on the cart roll sucks. Yeah. No carts off the cart path. That rule sucks. I get it, and it should actually be a rule, but it sucks for a golfer because you basically have to walk the same amount of distance unless you hit it over by the path. Yeah. So I'm going to propose to Eddie we get a pull cart if we play tomorrow and just pull our clubs. And I've never actually suggested that out of the gate. Mostly if it's like we have to walk, we have to, or he had to caddy for me. And then I felt guilty he was having to carry my clubs. And I'd be like, I'll carry him for a couple holes. And he's like, no, I'm supposed to be the caddy. And I'm like, fine. Then he'd forget to give me the club. He'd be off talking to somebody. I'm like, bro, I need a club. And I need you to come over here. Yeah. Um, and also I want to shout out Reed because Eddie's not here. So Reed has been running the cameras today. How's it been going? It's going good. I feel like I got a promotion. I yeah. feel great. You got a promotion because of a death. Well, unfortunately. Yep. The death of Eddie. Hey, that happens though sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Trial by fire. In, the, in Eddie's will, he left you head camera guy. Feels great. Okay. Good to be here. You just got golf clubs fitted. I did. When do you get them back? Oh well, I actually didn't purchase them yet. I actually I, they just basically told me what I needed. And then, oh, well, I thought you purchased them. What kind? What kind are you trying to get? Well, of course, the ones that they told were the best for me were like the most expensive ones. Of course yeah. they are. Of course, yeah. How much though? You don't have to say what brand or anything. Uh, it's like it'd be like thirteen or fourteen. Hundred? Yeah. Dollars for just the irons. Yeah. Using that credit card, baby. Are you going to get those? <laughs> I think so. Oh. I mean, I, I, I am so committed right now. Okay. I, listen, I, he did I get promoted. Get better, you know, <laughs> I got the clubs that I have now in eighth grade because I joined the golf team. And then in that summer, I grew like six inches. How tall are you? I'm like 6'2". 
You're taller than that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I think you're six three. Mm-hmm. I'll take I'm, yeah. my, my driver's license is six three. Well, I also want to shout out Reed in my final thought because Reed's over here running cameras and will for a while, and that's it. Thanks, man. Love it. Let's let's go. That's Mike. Anything from us? Oh, we're good. All right, what are you laughing at? I'm just laughing. Reed, <laughs> Reed's like, that much so money. I'm gonna get. It's not even a. It's not even like a driver. It's gonna cost you a few hundred bucks. Oh, it's gonna be like three grand yeah. for a full set. It's gonna be oh, bad. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Hey, I'm out here it's going. All to your bl- money. It's all your money. No, no, it's your money. I do pay you. <laughs> <laughs> do they have diamonds on them or what? Golly, who signed <laughs> them? Tiger? Much, yeah. <laughs> all right, penis, we're out of here. Yeah. Thank you guys. We'll see you on Monday. Bye, everybody. Theme song written by Bobby Bones and performed by Brandon Ray. Follow Brandon on socials at Brandon Ray Music. Thanks to our crew, segment producer at Kickoff Kevin, video producer at Reed Yarberry, and executive producer at Mike Distro. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I'm Bobby Bones. We'll talk to you next week. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.